welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Ben Porter, and oh, this week oh, I'm sorry, so, sorry I'm late. Sorry I'm late. Ah, uh, what's up? Um, How do? I'm trying to. What? Look, I, we went over this. I told you that I would tell you when you could come in. Oh, did I come in at the wrong time? Yeah, you did. I'm trying to do the intro. Look, right, right, go, go, right, okay, go, I'll go do, we'll do go, it again. Go right, outside. We'll do, do, doing it again, doing it again. Right. I, actually, do you, do, you know, do you know what? Do you not want to count me in on three? You've made it awkward, so just just come in and sit down. Okay. <laughs> ben, guess who's back? Yeah. Back again. Jo- Josh is back. No, we were playing Guess the Lyric, and the answer is Shady's back. Oh, okay. Shady. Shady is back. But incidentally, I'm also back on the podcast. Hello! With it's your been a while. <laughs> trademark shite patter. That was not shite. How dare you, sir? Yeah. How very dare you? Anyway, and also. Someone, s- someone will have laughed. Yeah. Probably Scott. Probably Scott. Hi, Scott. Yeah. But in all sincerity, it's good to have Josh back. It's good to be back. It's, yeah. uh, I've, I've appreciated the break. Yeah. Uh, but looking back. Uh, looking forward to getting back into the swing of things. Looking back, looking to, getting back to getting forward of yeah. swing. What? <laughs> yeah. Something to do with time and heightened expectations. Yeah, which we have now dashed. So uh, we've got we we do have a lot uh, to talk about on this episode. Um, we've got a little bit of housekeeping though. First of all, we've got a Patreon shout out. Yeah, some other poor sod has decided to give us money. Yep. Thank you, poor sod. Yes. Much appreciated. And it is. Drum roll, please. Peter Mariuto. Woo! I hope I've said that right. Uh, apologies if I haven't, but uh, thank you very much for your contribution. Yes, thank you very much, Peter. And uh, you two listening, yes, you, Jeff, making a cup of tea. Um, you can also become a Patreon. Uh, just uh, hop onto our little Patreon page yeah. and uh, you can uh, donate as little as one dollar yeah one dollar is the minimum isn't it uh i think it is i'll take a dollar yeah I would, yeah every little helps in, yes in all seriousness every little helps uh, yes. any contribution is valid um because as you can probably imagine we've got subscriptions to a number of services to make this podcast happen and we're now at a stage where we're pretty much covering that yeah it's a, it's a bit weird, yeah. really. So, um, I, I, any hobby that you're not spending too much money. I mean, let's face it, we 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 both spend an exorbitant yeah. amount of money on yeah. tabletop stuff. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not uh, think about that. Let's to kick things off have a little return to what's in the box or what's in what's the, in the tu- cardboard what's tube. In the tube what's tube. in the cylinder so i re- i received this a little while ago actually um so wait where's it where's it come from mm-hmm. it's come from the us yeah so and also you- notice who it's addressed to yeosh uh, that would be my twitch handle okay <laughs> so, all right so little clue as okay. to where that might be from yep did you have to pay an exorbitant customs charge on it this was free, sir. Oh, yeah, a little gift. So, um, let's let's just open it up. Let's get let's try and get a nice pop, a nice tube fart. 
actually a bit more resistance to this than I thought there would be. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, there, there we go. go. Look at that. Look at that. All right. So it looks like the so the outside. By the way, guess where the post left this? In your bin. In the bin. Um, that that is a thing now, as, yeah, we, as I, we established <laughs> in a previous episode, because we ordered a, a, an additional battery for the camera mm-hmm. in preparation for UK Games Expo, which, which will, will be, be there. Yep, we we'll will be, be there, there, and we'll be doing a deep dive preview into that mm. just shortly. Uh, not this episode, but in a future episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they left your camera battery in the, in bin. the bin. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Royal Mail. Yeah. Uh, so, this is some sort of. It looks like a mouse mat material rolled yeah, so up. It's like neoprene. And so, there's some sort of dinosaur. Oh, let's find out. Let's roll it out. So, this is a Magic the Gathering play mat. Oh, it's Vikings. <laughs> Ben's happy. Yeah. That is amazing art. So. Uh, this was sent to me by a very famous Twitch streamer of Magic the Gathering, Numot the Nummy. Okay. Uh, or his proper name, uh, Kenji Egashira. I have been subscribed to his channel for ja- two years. Japanese by any chance? <laughs> I'm guessing his heritage is <laughs> Japanese. Uh, and uh, I have been a subscriber to his channel for two years now, and this is the little reward. That's really cool. Me. It's really nice, and yeah. Completely unexpected as well. I just got a message from him um, a few months ago, just saying, uh, "Look, uh, we've got. I've got this uh, little reward for people who've been subscribed as long as you are. Can I have your address?" He yeah. also did ask me for my credit card details and then reassured me, "I'm joking. Do not give those to me." So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, we'll we'll post a photo of it. Um, on the page, but this is basically it's it's Vikings in a longboat, and it's uh, got a very decorative um, dragon head, yeah, which is Numot's um, sort of symbol. This dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, well, he's chan- he's named after one of the cards. In it, it is worth saying that it's it's not like historical Vikings. It's quite these fantastical are definitely fantasy Vikings because he's got the horned helmet, and as we all know, Vikings didn't actually wear horned helmets. I know. I always find that a little disappointing, but I do too. But at the same time, I can under it's, it. It probably wasn't very practical to do that. No, not at all. Think yeah. of the health and safety hazard for having uh, well, horns on. Definite yeah. risk assessment there. I know. That's all. That Viking a- Viking health and safety would have had a field day with horned helmets. Pretty sure it wasn't a thing. What horned helmets or Viking health and safety? I'm more certain that Viking health and safety wasn't a thing than I am that the horned helmets wasn't a thing. <laughs> uh, well, well, we will leave that to the historians. But, uh, Numot, thank you very much. Uh, this is going to get a lot of love uh, from me. I, uh, might, I might steal it. No. No. This, this <laughs> one's mine. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to get some usage out of it because um, I... I've relapsed, Ben. Okay. I've relapsed really bad. Yeah. It's that old cardboard crack. Yeah. That old Magic the Gathering. They release a new set. We um, we did we did talk about this. My God, week. it's the best set they've done in years. 
so when we spoke about it on the podcast like the other week it's that, like, this there's this thing we don't play it yeah because it was i think i think it was tom and myself yeah because tom was like i'm a filthy casual and i was like i don't play magic there's a thing that's come out that's the news yeah so the, the, no indication as to how good it was yeah it's chuffing amazing yeah and i do not use the word chuffing lightly yeah is that, is that quite a strong word in, in is the north? Da- <laughs> it's darn right it is. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I love the set. Um, I, it, I'm. I'm a. I'm a big fan of drafting and limited play in Magic: The Gathering. I don't. Play, I, I do have constructed decks, but I don't play them all that much. Yeah. Uh, the draft environment Ooh. is fantastic uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, all the colours are fairly balanced. It doesn't feel like one's much stronger than the other okay. the others, which is always a good thing. But the power level in general of the cards are a lot higher. They've started printing... Uh, I believe they've done this in the past, but they've printed some legendary uh, creature cards at Uncommon, which means you're actually a lot more likely to get them and draft them. So you can start dra- trying to draft around them. One of my favourites... Uh, a creature called Slimefoot the Stowaway, who's it's just so, a big fungus. delightful. Yeah. He's a big fungus guy, and he just spits out little fungus. He's a guys. fun guy. He is a fun guy. <sighs> but it, it, a, a sign for me that I'm really enjoying uh, a Magic the Gathering set is that I'm having fun even if I'm losing. And also that you have no money. Also... That's beside the point. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I've, I've been having a ton of fun playing it. Uh, it's obviously going to be around for a while. It's still a f- fairly recent release. Yeah. So I, I dare say I'm going to... Get a few months out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so back in the saddle with regards to uh, the old cardboard crack. Back in the saddle or off the wagon, off depending the wagon, on your uh, perspective. perspective yeah. and what your uh, support It's quite interesting say. what you were saying about the, the legendary creatures, mm. because this is a de- design philosophy I've heard about um, the, um, the the team that worked on World of Warcraft mm. years before Blizzard, Yeah, is that rather than nerfing things to attain balance, mm-hmm. you, you should never take away from the players. What you do is you bring everything Power up. up. Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely what they've done. Um, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I don't think that I will say I don't think that necessarily applies to everything, but certain, no. certainly I can see how that would work for a game like Magic: The Gathering. Sure, but um, no. So, so that's kind of what I've been up to. But um, yeah, uh, what other gaming news have we got? So, gaming news: um, Asmodee is up for sale. Big deal. Big deal. That is a very big deal because they are, off, off the top of my head, I'm going to go out on a limb, biggest distributor in the UK. Yeah, I think worldwide they're they're a big player. Um, I think odds are on Hasbro to buy them. Right. So th- that, that could be quite interesting. Yeah, Hasbro would get very big. Yeah. Still will be sulking over the corner looking at Lego. Over in Denmark, being the number one toy company in the but world, they would definitely be um, creeping up oh, yeah. on them, and potentially depending on how they play their cards, well, hey. um, they they could 
overtake Lego as the biggest yeah. toy company, especially with the the tabletop gaming market growing as mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Hasbro, of course, if you're not aware, uh, already own Wizards of the Coast, which are yeah. the guys who make Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, both of which I hear are kind of a big deal. They're a big deal. It is worth saying here at the moment that Hasbro are not doing quite as well as they'd hoped. Yes, I'd heard this. Um, so we'll just have to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. Um, other tabletop gaming news... Uh, Warhammer Fest. Yes, ton of stuff got uh, well, not leaked, controlled leak. What would you call a controlled leak? A reveal. Far more eloquent than me, as always. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, a lot of stuff was revealed at Warhammer Fest. Uh, so let's have a quick round at what's uh, what what's been uh, released so far. So they're doing. I think it's an, I think it's an eight mile scale, uh, Titan game. Yeah. For forty k, um, they revealed Plastic Sisters of Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions card game, was getting demoed here. Yes, uh, <laughs> which I understand they're going to be showing off at UK Games Expo. Yeah. Looking forward to giving that one a go. It's by Playfusion, the same people that did Lightseeker, so it is a third party mm-hmm. game. And from what I understand, all of your cards can be scanned and you can play them online. Amazing. Don't know why in retrospect someone hasn't done this sooner, because this is a thing that you have with the Pokemon trading card game is for every booster you buy, you get a QR code, you scan it, and you get a booster in the online mm-hmm. game. So really, you can have two completely different collections with your physical mm. collection and your online collection. But with Age of Sigmar Champions, that's all going to be synchronised. Yeah. I believe there's some sort of augmented reality uh, function to it as well. Am I right in saying that? I'm not sure if there is or if it's just a case of your oh, physical you cards, it, you yeah. scan them in, but um, we're hoping to get a look at it at Expo yep. next month, so hopefully we can report back to you on that. Mm-hmm. But the biggest news of Warhammer Fest was 2nd edition Age of Sigmar. Which sounds quite soon, but we were talking about this, and it's actually been, what, three years, four years? Three so, years, I think. Three years, so it's probably due yeah. Another edition. Now, um what what are the big they normally release uh, a box set along with each new edition. So what are they rumouring to what's the rumour on the I think, box set? Well I think all the evidence is pointing to uh Stormcast because they're the poster boys of Major mm-hmm. Sigmar, so it's gonna be always gonna be Stormcast and something else. Mm-hmm. Um and I think all of the evidence is pointing to a Stormcast and Night Haunt. Yes. Um, Give me my death, bros. And the miniatures that they revealed for those two factions are stunning. The plastic black coach in particular looks amazing. And that has been a long time coming yeah. as well. You've been waiting quite literally years for yep. A plastic black coach. I'm pretty sure if the black coach uh, was a person, it would be old enough to drink by now. 
I think I'm, so. I, I don't like. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think that was about '99 or 2000 that came out. I think you might be right because yeah. your your black coach is metal. Yeah. So that that's definitely '90s, mm-hmm. early noughties. Yeah, it's, so it's pretty long in the tooth. Yeah. Uh, but all the new uh, sculpts look fantastic. Some really interesting looking new uh, units as well. Mm-hmm. So again, when we get close to the release, we'll chat about that. Yeah. We may buy ourselves a box of it. Probably, Maybe. probably. But the I think in terms of the the actual changes they intend to implement, they're talking more in terms of rule refinements yeah. as opposed to a huge forty k eighth edition. An style evolution overhaul. rather than a revolution. So what one of the things that um, that they have come out and talked about in the Warhammer community website is they're changing the way that priority works mm-hmm. so rather than it being a straight up roll off every time mm-hmm. it's going to work more like um, the Lord of the Rings strategy battle game Yeah. where in the case of a tie um, the person who did not have the last turn gets mm-hmm. to choose who goes next yeah so it a subtle change, but does uh, slightly decrease the odds of you getting double turned, which is brutal. Yep. And to be fair, part, part of the, and we've spoken about this before, part of the skill in Age of Sigmar is preparing for the, tubble, mm. the double turn, both offensively and defensively. But it just feels a little bit fairer, I think, mm-hmm. that in the case of a tie and the roll-off, um, the other person goes. Yeah. So it's... It's a subtle change, but I think it is going to make a big difference to the game. And one of the things that they have said in relation to turn sequence in Age of Sigmar is they, they've introduced these uh, roaming spells. These look them. really, these look really cool. A lot of them, we were we were having a look over some. Some of them look a bit dorky. Yeah, let's be fair. There was one that was. Um, we'll post a link to the. The, the blog page in the description but there's one that's like a black orb and a white orb surrounded by lightning and they're just like slowly being pulled apart yeah I see if you show me a picture that depicts two spheres next to each other there's only one thing my mind's gonna go and that's to testicles so yeah. like I don't know if that's what you want in your uh, maybe that's what the designers were going for so we've got apparently a lightning god balls yeah. spell which I just hope it's called Lightning God Balls. Sigmar's Balls. Sigmar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both, both an oath and a spell. There you go. <laughs> By Sigmar's Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of the do, most of them look really cool. There's a, a, a flaming skull one which looks yeah. really nice. Uh, there's another one which um, we, we were trying to decide whether you because you think it's a Law of Beasts thing. I think it kind of looks like it could be uh, was it Gaze of the Bad Moon from the old uh, Gork and Mork? Yeah, Cur- Curse of the Bad Moon. Curse of the Bad Moon. Yeah. There's one that is 100% without a doubt Purple Sun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's there's just no way that it isn't. It looks like coughing. It does. It does. The Pokemon. Yeah. But with a skull rather than a cheery face. Yeah. Well, he, Coughing had a little skull as well. He did, actually, yeah. But, but he also I, had that, like, that, that nice little chipper well, smile. Yeah, so even though he was stinking the place up, like you couldn't really hold it against him. 
His older that... brother wheezing, on the other hand, though. Yeah. Yeah. So you're old enough to know better wheezing. Yeah. He's just a boy. <laughs> Farting away like that. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Because you can imagine, like, wheezing being all angsty and teenager, and like, how come he gets away with it? Yeah. Like, he doesn't know any better. <laughs> you're level 32 now. What's, what, what's wheezing's favourite emo band? My Chemical Romance. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but No one understands! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the... Having the spells as miniatures mm. is a really interesting step. I really like it. I'm, I'm a sucker for visual presentation, and yeah. it, it's, it works a lot better than just a small blast template. Yeah, going across the battlefield. So I, I think it's a nice touch. Yeah. But to go back to our point about turn sequence, allegedly the way these spells behave is going to ah. play into turn sequence. So there might be a reason why someone would choose not, like, to allow the double turn. Quite possibly. We shall find out, and uh, of course, guys, we'll let you know as things develop. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that covers uh, most of the the main points from Warhammer Fest. So I think the big thing this week, um, it's nomination season. Much like how the film industry have their Oscars and BAFTAs, yep. and the music have the Grammys and the BAFTAs, us nerds too have our little knees up yeah. and uh, celebrate the best of the year. Uh, so we've had the nominations for pretty much what I've regarded three of the major uh, awards uh, being, of course, the Spiel des Jahres mm-hmm. for uh, Essen. Yep. Uh, the UK Games Expo Awards for UK Games Expo, <laughs> and the Origin Awards as well in America for Origins. Yeah, yeah, that that bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, so we've had a look over the nominations list. I was actually just. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned that that struck out to you, Ben, um, all very different. Yeah, so as we were saying earlier when we were talking about this before we uh, came on the show, normally with award ceremonies, even though they're presided over by different committees, mm. There's a degree of consensus with this. Like you used the example of the Oscars and the BAFTAs. There's usually a lot of overlap, right? Yeah, you'll get some variation within it, but more often than not, it's the same nominations, at least, mm-hmm. that that you see throughout. There, there, there are certain things that consistently rise to the top. Yeah. Not really seeing that this year with the. No, um, there there are very few games that make it onto multiple nomination lists. Now, you were explaining why the Spiel des Jahres in particular is quite different, and it's all down to uh, the nominating committee has to be all German language press, is that right? That's right. And real talk for a minute, it's also one of the reasons it personally doesn't hold much sway for me, Mm -hmm. because it means that there is a bias towards the German market. And I think that's fairly evident by reading over the list of games. I mean, uh, Azul, Luxor, uh, The Mind, uh, Heaven and Ale. Heaven and Ale, I like the sound of. But um, 
But these are definitely all very European based uh, games designers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they're all great. Uh, I must admit, with some embarrassment, I don't think I've played any of them. <laughs> well, this, this is what this is the other thing that I I find quite strange is because like we we've I think you know been keeping up to date as as best as we can expect be expected mm-hmm. to. You can't play everything, but I, I I like to think that we've got at least a passing finger on the pulse. We haven't played any of the stuff on. On that list, I'll be. I have heard very good things about Azul. I have. Yeah. That is the. I think that is actually the only one that I have heard of, to be honest. Uh. Yep. I think I've heard of. No, it looks I've heard of as well. But, um, interestingly, and one of the few games that do make it onto uh, multiple lists, uh, Spieldia, they don't always do this, right? They they actually have a, a special uh, award. Uh, they haven't done this since 2010. So this is quite a rare thing that they do. And they have awarded that to Pandemic Legacy Season 2. And that's made it onto at least one other of the nominee lists that I'm aware of. Now, uh, when they were explaining uh, in the notes as to why it's been nominated for the special award, uh, the jury have stated, uh, while the already ingenious gameplay was developed at a top level, it's worth noting at this point, Pandemic... Forbidden Island and Pandemic Legacy Season 1 have all won the Spiel DR uh, previous years. Um, now the authors have paired this with an interesting background story. All future Legacy games will have to be measured against this title, which is why the jury is awarding the authors this special prize. And it's well deserved. Yeah, high praise indeed. And um, I think... I, I think uh, we can all agree the the pandemic games in general are very well polished uh, and not a, at all surprised that uh, pandemic legacy made it at le- onto at least one of the nomination lists. Well, let's have a look at some of the other ones. So uh, we'll move on to uh, given that it's coming up UK games expo. So very different list here. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that the different there are different categories and the categories are very different as well. Whereas you had with uh, Spiel DR, you had the board game, complicated board game, and kids board game. Mm-hmm. I'm probably oversimplifying that, but I think that's pretty much the gist. Yeah, of they it. they don't have all that many categories for Spiel DR. I think yeah. no, I think you're right. I think it's uh, game of the year, children's game of the year, and expert game of the year. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, in contrast, uh, the UK Games Expo have quite a lot of different categories. We've got uh, abstract games, children's games, family games, uh, miniature uh, a best miniature range. So this is not necessarily the game itself, but the quality of the miniatures. Um, best miniature rules. You get the idea. So some of the notable nominations are at least from uh, my point of view. Uh, we were having a look at the children's games. You reckon Rhino Hero should take that one? I think so. I, I've not played any of those children's games, but Rhino Hero, uh, there's been quite a bit of a, a stir about that. It's certainly visually very striking, though. This is uh, the 3D uh, board game where you, you've got a superhero who's a rhino. Yeah. Who doesn't, who'd have thought? 
Uh, and you, you, you sort of climb the tower. Yeah, you're you? climbing up and down the tower, which, like, if nothing else, looks fantastic. And which kids love, obviously, and the evidence is there that that game's done very well. Yeah. So uh, we we that's our tip for best children's game, best family game. Uh, we've both played Nomads and we both really enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nice, simple sort of game. You can you can get through in about half an hour. Uh, but there's enough depth there for you want to, to want to come back to it. Very simple to pick up, but actually quite strategic once you yeah. get into the meat of it. Another thing I really like about that game, it's part of an expanded universe as yeah. well, uh, which I think is really cool. Uh, it's nice that you know people aren't just uh, putting thought into one specific section. Uh, they're, they're creating this sort of big fiction. Yeah, this overarching follow. story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best miniatures range. Uh, we have nominees for uh, Wild West Exodus, Lion Tower miniatures, and of course, uh, Games Workshop are there with Warhammer 40k Dark Imperium. I would be really surprised if Games Workshop didn't take that. I mean, they've got the resources right, the, and the, the say what you want about Games Workshop, right? Um, the miniatures are consistently pretty damn good. And this was um, the, this Dark Imperium box set that they're talking about here. That was the box set um, or starter set, if mm. you like, that they released for Eighth um, Edition Forty K. So that's the new Primaris Marines. Mm-hmm. Ah, which right. everyone made quite a big deal about. Yeah, yeah, that went down really well. So I I would be very surprised if they didn't win that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we have best new board game American style. Uh, we, uh, you were saying we we reckon Rising Sun by Cool Mini or not is got a good shout. I think so. Again, we haven't had a chance to play this one, but we've heard very good things about it. And so initially, people were a bit cagey about it because the the common complaint of Cool Mini or not is that they they make a stunning looking game. Mm. But a lot of the time, the gameplay just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Well, that hasn't been the case with Rising Sun. People have really been uh, lauding the gameplay for Rising Sun, and it looks spectacular. That it does. That so it does. I, my money's on Rising Sun. To Interesting take that one. to note, though, Bunny Kingdom, which you were saying earlier, uh, one of the latest games from Richard Garfield. It is. Magic the Gathering fame. Yeah. So uh, and also King of Tokyo, King of New York. Netrunner. Netrunner. Uh, yeah. Uh, very prolific game designer. So interesting to see uh, how how that goes. Well, it's quite interesting actually because you've got and so that the for anyone that hasn't seen this, the the third nomination is Arena for the Gods. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be between Bunny Kingdom and Rising Sun. And it's essentially Eric Lang versus Richard Garfield. Oh, that's amazing! So it's too it's too that's heavy. Like clash Clash of the Board Game Titans. I love it. Yeah. Do you think they might settle it by just getting them to have a boxing match at UK Games Expo? I think Eric Lang would kick his ass. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, Richard Garfield, but you, Eric Lang looks more like a boxer than you do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll we'll see how that one goes. Euro style board game is gonna be really difficult. I I don't know which way this is. So the three nominees are Photosynthesis, Century Spice Road, and Great Western Trail. I've heard great things about all three games. 
Charlotte wasn't too impressed with photosynthesis. Which surprises me, because everyone else has been lording over it. I thought it looked beautiful. It does. And the other thing that I'm really impressed by with photosynthesis is that the components are 100% recycled. I did not know that. Yep. That is both an environmental win and a flavour win. And I think it's something that, getting off topic for a minute here, I think it's something that we're going to have to consider with our hobby for the future, Mm. is sustainable game components. Yeah, this, this plastic don't come from nowhere. No. If you don't know where plastic comes from, oil. (laughs) <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Oil. <laughs> yeah. So, not very clean at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's quite interesting is that this earlier this year, the Lego company have said that um, I think it's by twenty twenty they intend to have all of their kits made from plastic sourced from plants. Wow, that is a big commitment as well because. They churn out some plastic. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see if anyone follows suit with that. Mm. Time will tell. Um, Maybe maybe we'll talk about sustainable game components in the future. Yes. uh, The good topic. Mm -hmm. Um, But for now, do do you have any, uh, back to the nominees, do do you have any any gut feeling as to where this one's going to go? I can't call it. I think it's going to be between Century Spice Road and Photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that Photosynthesis... Just get there. We'll just get there. Yeah. Okay, doke. Um, I think the last one I want to talk about, best new board game, strategic style. Yep. Uh, we got three nominees here. Mini Rails, Civilization, and Warhammer Underworld Shade Spire. Yep. I will eat my hat if Warhammer Underworlds doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. that For anyone that didn't listen to our episode at the beginning of the year, we actually nominated Warhammer Underworld Shadespire as our game that of the was, year. That was our favourite game of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, we see that repeated, but uh, we'll see. Uh, and we'll just quickly, quickly, quickly cover off the Origins Awards. Again, different categories, different rules. It would appear that each category has about 100 nominations yeah. in this <laughs> So ju- just when you were talking about um, Shadespire there, mm-hmm. it's worth saying here that the UK Games Expo Awards were the only ones that Shadespire got a nomination in. But I mean, yes, that's true. Um, but as we were saying right at the start, all of these, uh, all of these nomination lists read very differently from each other. There are very few. Uh, well, there's, there's, I could be wrong here, but I'm fairly certain I checked. There is no single game that appears on all three lists. That is correct. Um, Which is unusual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one game that hasn't appeared so far and is in the Origins Awards is Gloomhaven. Yep. Uh, which is kind of a surprise for me given We the actually buzz. played that. Uh, we did. And that uh we I mean I really enjoyed it. Uh we've only played through the first session so we haven't really got a fully formed impression of it. Uh, it's so far I'm liking it. 
Uh, I think we, we, we both have a bit of reservations about the quality of the components. Particularly with the price tag. Yes. Because at first you think, right, it's a huge volume of stuff you get in the Gloomhaven box. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps they do have to compromise on quality slightly there. But then the comparison that, that we came out with was, well, Twilight Imperium. Mm-hmm. That's a similar size box. Yep. And it's Fantasy Flight. And you can uh, bet your bottom dollar that uh, the components will be top-notch. Top-notch? That as well. Yeah, all of those things. All of those things. So it was a little bit disappointing uh, that the quality maybe wasn't quite up to expectation. However, uh, we did have a very fun evening. We with a shout-out to Kevin, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of our listeners actually reached out to us after hearing us Witter on about how much we wanted to play it, yeah. and said, "I live in Glasgow. Come around." Yeah, <laughs> and we did. <laughs> uh, so that was a fun evening, and I think we're gonna go, we're gonna be popping back around probably after UK Games Expo. I think so. Yeah, um, uh, to keep that going. So we'll we'll let you know how we get on with that. So Gloomhaven was one of the nominees for best board game. Um, yeah, again, very different that we've got Pandemic Legacy Season 2 is on mm-hmm. this list. Wasn't for UK Games Expo. Um, but other titles we've got here, The Godfather, Corleone's Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great Western Trail makes an appearance on this list as well. Um, the Captain is Dead, Dice Forge. Uh, again, it, the thing the thing that really strikes me is just how different these are and that there isn't some sort of industry uh, industry wide consensus uh, i think at most we've got azul was nominated for a uh, abstract game for the uk games expo so that appeared on two lists pandemic legacy season 2's appeared on two lists so and great I, western I, I, trail azul then is the only one that's been on all three no, Azul wasn't in the Origins one. Or was it not? No. Okay. So Azul's on two, Great Western Trails on two, and um, Pandemic Legacy uh, Season 2's on two. Quite surprised, actually, that Gloomhaven didn't at least get a nomination I don't for know. the other two. So I don't know what the full rules of uh, being eligible uh, for the other categories are. Um, so perhaps, for whatever reason... It wasn't eligible. Maybe I don't know. I, obviously, it, it was a Kickstarter game, and so, I think yeah. they did they did ship it. Okay. to... They did do some retail, uh, though, but it was very limited. So it might be something to do with that then. Yeah, um, but that that's sort of a, a whistle stop uh, tour of all the nominees, and obviously the uh, the winners will get uh, announced at each respective convention. So uh, watch this space, and we'll uh, report on that in due course. What do you think for Origins? I think Gloomhaven's going to win that. Um, again, depends on how it's... If it's a public vote, Gloomhaven. It's, that, it's a panel. Is it a panel? But I think Origins is going to have a public, like a fan favourite award. Yeah. Which will probably be Gloomhaven. I, I would be really surprised if Gloomhaven doesn't take it, but Stranger we'll see. things have happened. We'll see. Uh, it's up against pandemic, so. Uh, mm. But um, I think on that note, that is all we have time for. Yes. How time flies. <laughs> but uh, good to be back, folks. And uh, thank you once again for listening. We'll be back soon. Uh, in the meantime, 
Have a good one, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. It's uh, Josh from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast here. Thanks for listening to us, and now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for the Unlucky Frog Gaming. Uh, You can also show your support for Unlucky Frog through Patreon. Be sure to check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com, to find out more. Was that so hard? (laughs) Look... (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.